We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Sarah, Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta said he has up to as many as six different options for how to handle business depending on what happens with Lamar Jackson in the coming days. And one of those options could very well be drafting a quarterback in the first round of next month's draft or another round. Baltimore's reportedly already met with one QB prospect this week at the Combine. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It's Friday, March 3rd, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Eric DaCosta took a subtle swipe at ESPN's Stephen A. Smith's report on Lamar Jackson from last week. And then CBS Sports' Josina Anderson cleared up the confusion that was created by Smith. Plus, what if, and perhaps it's a big if, Texas running back B. John Robinson were to be available when the Ravens are on the clock at 22nd overall in next month's draft. We have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, during his Wednesday press conference from the NFL Combine, Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta shared that the organization has as many as six plans in place based on how things could shake out with Lamar Jackson and that March 7th franchise tag deadline window looming. And perhaps, perhaps one of those plans is drafting a quarterback, Sarah. I mean, we just have to acknowledge that. EDC and company have an obligation to plan ahead. And being that both Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley technically aren't under contract for the 2023 season, they have to do their due diligence. And matter of fact, it's not even technically. They aren't under contract. <laughs> yeah. And that's just the reality of the situation. So, I mean, they've got to do their due diligence on on all positions, including quarterback. Now, have there been any rumblings, though, about their involvement with quarterback prospects in Indianapolis so far this week? Yeah. So there's been at least one worth sharing. And we've mentioned his name before, actually, on the show the Ravens have reportedly already met with Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. Now, they are one of 10 organizations that he's either met with or is planning to meet with at this point. But it's notable given, again, their unique situation at the position. 
Now, Richardson's a projected first-round selection, but it's not even guaranteed he'll be available when Baltimore picks at 22 overall, especially seeing how the majority of those nine other interested clubs are ahead of the Ravens in terms of first-round draft order. Yeah, and when you have ESPN analyst Dan Orlovsky talking you up the way he did earlier this week on the Pat McAfee show, it's easy to question why he would slide come the night of April 27th. He's top 10 talent. His talent is off the charts. And I know people sit there and go, well, look at him as a pocket passer. Not trying to be disrespectful, but go watch what he was throwing to at Florida last year. Their number one receiver was their transfer from Arizona State wide receiver. I I forget his name, but they didn't have guys on the outside. They didn't have guys on the outside. Florida Florida stinks. Dude, their talent on offense on the perimeter was so subpar. I think he's supernaturally talented. Everything you hear about him. Now, I've gotten in trouble on your show saying things that you hear, but everything well, you hear I've about him. I've gotten sued for things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great dude. Works his tail off. Super smart. He's a I'm telling you, man. Like Now, is he ready to play? No. But he has got superstar potential talent-wise. Yeah, so some high praise there for the dual-threat QB who threw for over 2,500 yards and 17 touchdowns in the air, along with 600-plus yards and nine touchdowns on the ground this past season in Gainesville. Now, Sarah, he stands six foot four, 230-plus pounds with a whole lot of upside. But as you heard Orlovsky say there, and it's also what so many others have echoed, he is believed to be a project it's going to require some patience at the NFL level. All right, still to come here on The Vault, NFL reporter Josina Anderson attempts to clarify confusion created by some of ESPN's erratic reporting on Lamar Jackson's ongoing contract negotiations with the Ravens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Sarah, we all remember the Stephen A. Smith report that sparked debate last Friday on ESPN. He said that he spoke to Lamar's camp and used that camp to try to dispute contract reporting from his own network, his own colleagues. Yeah, Lamar's camp should really be in quotation marks there. And to be honest, ESPN, Bobby, has been all over the place with their reports on this negotiation process. By my count, this one single network has reported three different figures for the total guaranteed money 
that the Ravens have offered to Lamar Jackson. ESPN alone has reported a $133 million figure, then a $160 to $180 million range, and then they've also reported a $200 million figure. And lately, it's gotten to the point where ESPN is contradicting itself on almost a daily basis, which has created an absolute circus and a lot of confusion. Now, to me, ESPN's confusion is a result of them not getting information from sources who are really in the know. And that's why, if you were paying close attention, you probably noticed that Eric DaCosta took a very subtle swipe at Stephen A's claim that he was talking to, again, quote, Lamar's camp. The only camps that I know uh, is me and Lamar, and we talk and we text. And so, you know, uh, I'm not really too concerned with perceptions. I've seen a lot of perceptions in the last 27 years. And a lot of times those perceptions are probably not accurate. So Lamar and I continue to talk. I have a lot of admiration and respect for Lamar. I think he would say the same about me. And uh, like I said, it's a tough negotiation. There are some dynamics that make it challenging. But I remain optimistic and we remain talking and I'm excited about that. So Sarah, Eric was pretty subtle about it, but he obviously is saying that any information that you're getting outside of him or Lamar is just an outside perception that may or may not be accurate. Yeah, and so you may be wondering where all this information and contract reports are coming from from the first place, and a lot of it is stemming from the NFLPA. In fact, Eric straight up said just last month that the original report from ESPN's Chris Mortensen was based on a leak from the NFLPA. And I'd bet that a vast majority of any leaks that we've gotten on this process is from that player's association. And it's important to remember that that organization has its own agenda that doesn't really care about either the Ravens or Lamar. And going back to that Stephen A. Smith report that sparked a lot of this confusion, his source, which was likely from inside the NFL Players Association, was emphatic that Lamar has never requested a fully guaranteed deal, as we know. And that was pretty head-scratching because for over a year, every reporter across every network has consistently said the holdup was for a fully guaranteed deal. Yeah, and it seems that that source was playing a game of semantics. And luckily, we have CBS Sports' Josina Anderson here to clear it up. There was a report out there last year, I believe, that came from ESPN saying that the deal that the Ravens offered um, included $133 million, uh, guaranteed. And the clarification on that figure, from my understanding, is that that was the amount, at least, that was offered guaranteed at signing. But the understanding as far as the total guarantees, as I was told by a source coming into India, Annapolis is that was closer to the figure of about 180 million. So just to clarify that aspect. Then the other aspect is whether he wants a fully guaranteed contract or not. So as of last year, we all operated under that notion of Lamar Jackson wanting a guaranteed contract, particularly in the aftermath of Deshaun Watson getting that five-year, $230 million deal uh, from Cleveland. Now recently, uh, one of our colleagues in the industry, Stephen A. Smith, uh, went on his program and said, per the information he was getting from that side, that Lamar Jackson does not want a fully guaranteed contract. So here's what I understand. What I was told coming into Indy is that Lamar Jackson is not looking for anything less than what Deshaun Watson got. If you're asking for that amount this year and not trying to go uh, at least below that, it is possible to get that amount, let's say, if you're looking for something higher 
and make sure you're getting that at a minimum and still not getting a fully guaranteed contract. So let's say, just for an example, you were looking for, um, you know, you're getting 240. You're still getting 240, but you're making sure that at least 230 of that is guaranteed. And just to kind of put a final button on that, again, my understanding is that Lamar Jackson is not looking for anything less than what Deshaun Watson got. And beyond that, he could not get a fully guaranteed contract so long as his minimum number, whatever that is, is met. Now, last year there was a report out there uh, from ESPN that he did nix the deal just shy of uh, $50 million an average of a year, which is what uh, Aaron Rodgers is at. So you would have to kind of get an idea of what you think the floor is relative to those numbers. Bobby, there are so many different types of guaranteed money in contract language that what Josina is saying can still be very confusing. But at the end of the day, she's saying that Lamar isn't Indeed, he is indeed looking for more fully guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson, which is $230 million. That is money that he would get no matter what happens once the deal is signed. Now, that doesn't mean that Lamar wants a contract that is fully guaranteed. So, to kind of give figures to that, because the language is very confusing, if Lamar got, say, a $250 million offer... He's not demanding that all $250 million be fully guaranteed, but he does want more than $230 million of it fully guaranteed. All right, one last thing. If you're wondering why I personally put more stock into what Josina Anderson is saying over Stephen A., First, it's because Stephen A. himself has gone back and forth on the figures and has contradicted himself. So he's kind of lost the benefit of the doubt on this topic. Second, what Josina just reported in that soundbite is very much in line with what Lamar Jackson himself told Diana Russini in September that he was offered close to $100 million in total guarantees. And that conversation between Lamar and Diana was corroborated by Jeff Zrebeck, who said he was standing right next to her when she approached Lamar. So I'll take the word of Lamar himself over an anonymous source that is the NFLPA, likely just labeling itself as, quote, Lamar's camp. All right, Bobby, in one of ESPN's analysts, Todd McShay's most recent mock draft, he had the Ravens selecting Texas running back Bijan Robinson in the first round, <laughs> running back in the first round, which drops Mel Kuyper Jr.'s jaw. I promise you, all my life, I did not even think about Purposely, it. Purposely, right? When I put B. John Robinson at <laughs> oh, number yeah. 22, going to the Baltimore Ravens. Sure you didn't. Knowing your hatred for running backs. And I, I, I actually didn't. I had a producer call me a little bit earlier and said, did you do this on purpose? And I said, I, I really didn't. I didn't. So have fun with it. Bijan Robinson, Bijan could go in the top 10. I think he's that special of a player. I, I think he's the next Saquon Barkley as long as everyone's healthy. Okay. But I had him dropping to 22 as a value pick at that point. You know that the Ravens are always about value. I know they're, I, I, go ahead. Have fun. Boy, this is the ultimate luxury. You know about luxury pick. Wow. Bijan, I love Bijan Robinson in Baltimore, but a running back, when you have running backs already, you got the stable, you got a team that needs a wide receiver so desperately, uh, and obviously could have other pieces as well. But Todd, you know, Bijan Robinson to Buffalo, yeah. Okay, to Dallas, yeah. 
Philadelphia, yeah, there's other opportunities for Bijan in the late first round, but Baltimore, and there's no way, I'll give you a lie detector test, there's no way you're putting Bijan Robinson to Baltimore if I'm not a Ravens guy. You can deny, deny, deny all you want. I'm not buying. You know, and Sarah, Mel went on to promise that if Baltimore were to take Bijan in the first round come April, he'll retire from ESPN. Now, Garrett Downing of Ravens Productions caught up with Ravens Director of Player Personnel Joe Hortiz this week at the Combine. And while he or none of us really want to lose Mel, he did provide some insight into the team's best player available philosophy that you and I have both heard a lot about over the years. Yeah, so, I mean, the whole conversation, listen, if, if he's a great player and, uh, and you feel like he's going to impact your team and help your team, the position, I mean, it's, it's, it's valuable for your team. So I'm not opposed to supporting a running back in the first round. You know, I mean, people say, why would you take a guard early? Because he's a really good player, and he's going to help us win football games, and he fits what we do. So, um, you know, I know Mel may retire if we draft Bijan, you know, or any running back. I can't remember. But yeah. I know he made a comment about us taking Bijan, and he'd retire. So um, I'd like to see him work. But, you know, we have to, you know, if we take Bijan, we'll have to talk him into staying. We don't want to lose Mel. Um, but, you know, he's just a really talented player. You know, he's versatile. He plays on all three downs. Obviously, he's a great runner, athletic, explosive, fast, but he also can do things in the passing game and is willing blocker. So um, if you get a chance to take a, a great player, you know, you got to take him. Uh, New York did it with Saquon, but and I, unfortunately he had the injury, but when you watch him out there, I mean, he's extremely important to their offense and helps them win football games. So get a chance to take someone that's going to help you win football games, you got you got to consider it in regards to position. You know, Sarah, let's not forget that two of Eric DaCosta's most notable picks over the last three seasons have fallen under the best player available philosophy. Kyle Hamilton last year and J.K. Dobbins in 2020, and the latter of those two came following Baltimore's historic rushing season in 2019 when they had a stacked running back room led by Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. I'll leave you with this stat, though, on Bijan. There have been 1,998 college running backs with 75-plus carries in a season dating back to the 2014 season. Only one player, one player, has ever recorded 100-plus forced missed tackles, and that was Bijan this past year in 2022 for Texas. So while I'd much rather see EDC address the need at wide receiver or cornerback in the first round, I also acknowledge that it'd be pretty dang hard to pass up on a talent like Bijan should he for some reason slide to 22nd overall come April 27th. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with Rashad Bateman's deleted tweet directed to GM Eric DaCosta that read, How about you played your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight? Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7. And keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Now, for more context and analysis on this tweet that created quite the firestorm, Bobby and I did a special episode, which you can check out in our podcast archives. It's episode number 126. Also, longtime referee Jerome Boger has announced his retirement. Boger has been a figure that Ravens fans will remember as he helped the Bills come up with a win after a controversial roughing the passer call. 
but he was also a notable figure in the Ravens Super Bowl win after the San Francisco 49ers complained that he should have called a hold on Jimmy Smith for some hand fighting with Michael Crabtree. Elsewhere, Penn State's corner Joey Porter Jr. said he has no ill will towards the Ravens, despite his father's rivalry with the organization. Of course, his father was a longtime Steelers player, but his son said it would be a, quote, blessing to end up in Baltimore. And, quote, I feel like I'm the best corner here. That's according to Jeff Zrebeck's reporting from the Combine. And finally, John Harbaugh announced that Ravens outside linebackers coach Rob Leonard took a job at the Raiders for their defensive line coach. That means Harbs now needs to fill that spot along with the wide receivers and safety assistant coaching positions. Harbaugh did say that Keith Williams, Craig Versteeg, and James Urban will remain on his staff, but their titles haven't yet been finalized. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out Daily Ravens content for years to come. Yeah, and we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. So you can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But be sure to check out our full breakdown of Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh's press conferences from the NFL Combine. <laughs>